Hi, this is Pastor James Strickland, and you are listening to our sermon cast for Homeland Park Baptist Church. Okay, happy Easter, everybody! Yeah, this is going to be weird. This is like a preaching service, and the movie Cars have all come into one, one, one rolled up thing here. But how about that parking crew? Yeah, get a home from talking through. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, we appreciate those folks helping us get you settled. If you want to see the sermon outline, you can go to our website, homelandparkbc.org, and click on the first story, and it'll give you a link to all of the, the Bible passages and everything that we're going to be doing today. So, with that said, we are celebrating Easter even as the rain falls. Uh, There are many churches right at this moment that are doing the same thing, either in parking lots or or even online. Some of you have been very active on our Facebook Lives. I want to thank you so much. Some of you don't have that capability, and that's fine, too. It's just so glad I tried to get by and see everybody's face. Uh, Man, it's amazing how we uh, take that for granted until it's taken away from us. So. We celebrate today. Let me start with prayer. God, thank you so much for our Easter services today. Never dreamed we'd be doing a drive-in like this, but Lord, you've got a plan. So I thank you for everybody that's behind the scenes that helped this to take place. I thank you for our folks that have come to the point of where they just wanted to be worshiping with you and your people. So dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. But most of all, God, we thank you for your son's resurrection and his victory over death. God, we thank you for this time to celebrate Easter as your church, Lord. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, today we celebrate the risen King, Jesus Christ. And it is through that resurrection that we see the true power of Christ. He defeated death and he made the way for everyone who believes in him. To have everlasting life. You realize the reason that you can have hope when a loved one dies that is a believer is because of the resurrection. The reason you can look at death in the face whenever that day may come and have faith is because of the resurrection. We celebrate a resurrected king. Can I get a hump for an amen? (laughs) Amen. Well, I want to welcome our church family here to our celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. Isn't it great to see one another? Even if it's from a car window. Never in a million years would we have dreamt that we would meet together and celebrate Easter in this way today. But we are. And now the question is, why? Why are we here in our cars and in the rain and preaching from a sound system out to the parking lot. I'll tell you why we're here today. We are here today because we all, we all yearn to worship Jesus. You may not even know that, but we were made to worship Jesus, whether we know it or not. Did you know that we are all wired for worship? Did you know that when God made us, He made us want to worship Him? The problem is is that we end up putting other things in that place and worshiping other things. But if you have your Bibles, turn to Ecclesiastes. It's in the Old Testament. It's a book written by Solomon about his wisdom and his, what he has learned by all his pursuits. And he says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11... 
He says, yet God made everything beautiful for its own time. And here's the kicker. It says, he has planted eternity in the human heart. He has planted eternity in the human heart. That means whether we know it or not, we all long to worship Jesus. God made us to worship Him. And it goes on to say, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from the beginning to the end. So you and I are here today in this parking lot. And we want to worship Jesus, whether we know it or not. Yes, I'm telling you what, it's great to see your faces. I don't know if you like to see mine, but I enjoyed seeing yours. It is so good to have God's people here, even if it's car window to car window. But the thing is, no matter how crazy this world gets, we all have a longing to worship Jesus. And no matter how crazy it gets, Jesus is unchanging. This world is changing, but Jesus is unchanging. So in order to fully worship Easter this morning, there's a few things we have to get past. There's a few things, a few tick marks we need to check off in our lives to make sure that we are properly worshiping Jesus this morning. The first thing is, is that we have to believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. That he was born of the Holy Spirit and a virgin, and that he was born fully human and fully God. He lived a perfect life without sinning, even though the Bible says he was tried and he was tempted in every way. What does that mean for you and me? That means that Jesus can relate to us, because just as we are human, he was human. He knew what it was to have a broken heart. He knew what it was to have disappointment. He knew what it was to be tempted with different things. But yet he was able to not give in to that temptation. He can relate to us. Also, we have to believe that Jesus is the fulfillment of the long-awaited Messiah that was prophesied in the Old Testament. We have to believe that Jesus Christ was crucified and that he was buried. And when we say that Jesus Christ was crucified, I want you to understand this. Jesus was not killed. We had no control over what happened to Jesus. The truth of the matter is, Jesus laid down his life for you and for me. Because his blood would forgive us of our sins. Don't think that anybody got one over Jesus. It wasn't someone got him, it was that he let down his hands. And he let this happen. And every person at some point in their life will have to offer, will have that offer, and they will either accept Jesus as their Savior and Lord to forgive them of their sins. They will believe that He bore their sins and that they could be sinless before God. These things that I have just mentioned are prerequisites to Easter because without those things, without those things checked off in our life, we are just spending time in a parking lot today. It is those points, it is those beliefs, it is that commitment to Jesus Christ that allow you and I to benefit from this resurrection. It's not for everybody, it's for those who believe. So without these first steps, the Easter service would just be an empty gathering. But we celebrate today because He is the only one to beat death. Amen? We serve a resurrected King and He is alive. Amen? There you go. He is alive. 
He is alive, and He is alive. So if you brought your Bibles today or you're following along on our outline, you can go to Luke chapter 24. We're going to be looking at this account of resurrection morning. And we're in Luke 24, starting with verses 1 through 3. And what we find here is that the resurrection defies our expectations of Jesus. Every one of you, myself included, approach Jesus at some point in our life with certain expectations. And what we usually find is that Jesus meets and exceeds our expectations by far than we could ever imagine. It says in Luke 24, verse 1, But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb. And Mark, the Gospel of Mark, names the women as Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Solomon. But it says, taking the spices they had prepared, they had found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. What we see in this part of the scripture is that the women approached Jesus, check this out, out of love, not faith. The women approached the tomb of Jesus out of love and not faith. What in the world does that mean? The women who went to the tomb were not expecting good news. They were expected to see their loved one lying there, dead. And they had brought those spices to help embalm his body and prepare his body for the rest of eternity. It was an act of love for them. It was out of respect but not one of believing that Jesus really was who he claimed to be. That's why they were surprised. That's why their immediate reaction wasn't, oh, he's resurrected. Their immediate reaction was, what's happened to him? Who took him? For these ladies, it was just another day where they had something to do, and they were doing something that they weren't looking forward to do. My friend, we all have those days where we have those things we're not looking forward to do. I'm not looking forward to going back and us crawling into our holes after this service. But you know what? If it keeps people safe, if it keeps you safe, if it honors our government and our leaders that tell us what to do, we will do it. I thank God we live in a state where the governor allows us to do this. I thank God that we live in a county that allows us to do this morning. So let's praise God for that, that we are able to worship today. But Amen. But it's very easy to get caught up in the daily grind, even at home. The only problem at home is, is it seems like every time you're working from home, every trip ends up in the snack bar, right? <laughs> We've got to get away from those things. But remembering the things that Jesus said and taught and accomplished, yet have no faith in the future. That's what the women were doing. They knew what Jesus said. They had followed him. They had seen him crucified. But they had not remembered up until this point that he said, in three days, I will rise. They went out of love, not out of faith. The women did not understand the empty tomb. You see, these women were wondering who in the world could have rolled the door away, the stone, this huge stone that was guarded by Roman centurions. Who could have gotten past them? I mean, they were not like Barney Fife. They were like... Navy SEALs, I mean, these were the best of the best that were covering this tomb. But yet somebody still had rolled the stone away. Folks, you've got to remember that Jesus is all-powerful. And there may be things in your life, there may be a stone in your life that you feel like cannot be rolled away. 
It may be a relationship. It may be a situation. It might be a career. It might be an addiction. It might be a habit. It could be any one of those things. And you do not have the power to roll it away. But my friend, God does. Just as he rolled away the stone of the tomb where Jesus was buried. He opened a door that you and I could never have opened in our own strength. And what door is that? When the stone was rolled away, the door of forgiveness was opened for your sin and mine. When you see that open tomb, I want you to see the highway to eternal life. And the way you get on that eternal life highway is by accepting the risen Savior as your Savior and Lord today. But you see, people still struggle to this day understanding the empty tomb. Even today, when people think of Easter, their mind is stuck on the cross. I mean, that, I, even on, on Instagram and on, on Facebook, I was looking through some stuff today, and there were so many pictures of the cross. And hey, I understand we cannot get here past the cross. But the thing is, is that the cross was a vehicle that moved Jesus to the tomb. And the power is in the tomb. And the tomb being empty shows that Jesus was who he said he was. He was not a liar. He was not a lunatic. He was Lord. And everything that he said he would do, he did. Which brings us to verses 4 through 6. that says, Jesus makes himself known to those who are searching for him. My friend, if you are searching for Jesus, maybe you have found them. We've got plenty of people that have found Jesus as their Savior and Lord. But it's easy to lose our way. And there may be somebody here that's searching. In verses 4 through 6, we see, The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? Some translations say, Why do you seek the living among the dead? And in verse 6, He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember, That what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. And about that time, the light is about to come on for them. Folks, do not look for Jesus in dead places. Let me say that one more time. Do not look for Jesus in dead places. Yes. The angel told the women not to look for Jesus among the dead in the tomb in the cemetery. Folks, do not try to find hope in the things that lead to death, in selfish living, in bad habits, in addictions, in bad relationships, financial security, careers, and more. Those in and of themselves are not bad things, but when you put them before God, remember, those are dead things. Those are things that will fade away. Look at the number of people today that only a month ago didn't have a care in the world. The thing that brings people hope today have been stripped away. But you know what? God has news for you. He will strip away everything that you put your hope in until Jesus is the only thing left. Jesus is not in dead things. Jesus is alive more today than he has ever been. And you can be too because of the hope of the resurrection. So what does the resurrection mean for believers today? It means by celebrating this morning, we acknowledge the truth that the kingdom of heaven broke through all barriers to reach our world. We know that Jesus' purpose was to redeem us as God's creation and judge those who oppose him. From the moment we fell in the garden of Eden, from Adam and Eve chose to sin, 
And that separation of God occurred. God has had this plan to bring us back unto Him. Christ's resurrection secures the fact that He defeated death, and those who place their faith in Him will reap the rewards of that. And the church, we are the church. Again, I can't wait for us to get back into that building over there. I can't wait to have a covered dish in this building again. I'm telling you what, it is going to be great. But these, these are buildings. These are not the church. You in the parking lot here are the church. Those that may watch on a Facebook Live or, or, or just praying for us right now, they are the church. And we meet today and we worship in His authority. The resurrection gives us hope in the midst of the world's worst tragedies. And the resurrection assures us, all who believe Jesus is alive and ruling in His kingdom, we believe that He is not a fairy tale. He is not an urban legend. He is real. And He is alive. You see, the power God used Jesus to raise, or the power God used to raise Jesus from the dead is the same power that's available for you today. There is power in the name of Jesus. I was talking to a friend last night, and uh, his younger boys were talking about how they wanted an Easter basket. And uh, they were saying, well, you know what? They were, they were messing with the kids, and they said, the Easter bunny doesn't come out in the coronavirus. And so one of the little kids said, well, Jesus would come out in the coronavirus. So he ended up going to the store. <laughs> so there are so many things we could believe in, but Jesus is the one true way. And you see, the power of God to raise Jesus from the dead, again, as I said a moment ago, that same power is available for us today. We are to think differently. We are to act differently. we got to be crazy enough to get in our cars and preach in the rain. we got to show that we believe in Jesus Christ, that He is a resurrected King. And when we go back to our houses, when we go back to our quarantines, wherever we may be, we still have the hope of knowing we are united, not in a denomination, not in a building, but in Jesus Christ. And then the third thing that we see is in Luke 24, verses 8 through 12, is that to solve the mystery of the resurrection, you must seek Him. There are so many people that keep Jesus at arm's length, and they wonder why they can't figure Him out. It says in verse 8 of Luke 24, that then they remembered what he had said, that he would resurrect on the third day. Then they remembered. Folks, there will come a time when we will be reminded of all of the things Jesus says. It says in verse 9, so they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran into the tomb to look. Stopping, he, or stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linens. Then he went home again, wondering what happened. Now these are the disciples. These are the people that were with Jesus every step of the way. So what is the message of the resurrection? What do we see from that passage? The, re the message of the resurrection is twofold. To believe and to tell. To believe and to tell. When we believe, it's just like the women at the tomb with the disciples. We will remember every word Jesus said at our judgment. When the judgment day comes, and Jesus Christ comes back to bring His church unto Himself. And 
we are judged for what we have done and what we have not done and whether we have accepted Jesus or not. Look, if you believe in Jesus, little baby Jesus in the manger, and you believe Jesus walking out of the tomb, you got to believe in that Jesus is coming back on a white horse as a warrior and coming back to take His children home. We have to believe that no one will be able to say we didn't hear or we didn't know. The truth is, you can't explain a resurrection. The resurrection just explains itself. What was once dead is made alive again. So when you and I die to ourselves, that means we are a new creation. Some of you are desperate for a do-over. Some of you are desperate for a, a, a restart. But the thing is about becoming a Christian is not just wiping you off. The, the, the bad spots and letting you start over. You are a new creation. You are clean. You are a new creature. And this is available to all who repent from their sins and ask Jesus for forgiveness. What does repentance mean? Repentance means to turn from it. If you feel sorry enough to ask for forgiveness about it, you are sorry enough to turn from it and stop doing it. It doesn't mean that it'll be just like that cold turkey. Some people really struggle with some things, but God has patience for that. God knows our hearts. And so the resurrection means seeing this world in a new way and knowing that this is temporary. But there is an eternal one. Notice it says, when the stone was rolled away and the earth shook, we got our first glimpse of a new world. A new world where death doesn't have the last word. Amen? Injustice is made right. Innocent suffering is vindicated by the intrusion of an all-powerful God. So when the stone was rolled away, your path to God was made. You may not believe today. Do not count on the fact that Jesus made the way for you, but accept it. So we must believe that we must tell. Just as these women and disciples had breaking news to share, we have the same message today. Did you know that in John 20, verses 3 and 4, it tells us that John was one of the disciples that ran to the tomb with Peter? John is the one who ends up writing five books of the Old Testament. Does that sound like someone who was trying to spread a myth or someone with questions about what he saw with the details that he wrote under the inspiration of God? As we conclude our time today, I want to tell you, Easter proves a few things. Easter proves that God has always had a plan for your redemption. Easter proves that God loved you enough to lay down His life so that you could have eternal life. And Easter proves that death is not the end for those who call upon the name of the Lord. So do not be worried and do not be troubled in these days. You can have faith as these trials and tribulations come and go. Your eternal future is secure if your faith is in Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. No other God can claim that. No other false prophet can claim that, that they have risen from the dead. If you go back to their graves, their bones will still be there. Jesus Christ beat death and hell. And there will be no sin, no possibility of sin, and believers will finally live as God has designed them to be when that time comes for Him to bring us unto Himself. So until that day, we must respond to the resurrection. And there is a day when I had lost my hope. And I had come to the end of my rope. And I hit the bottom and praise God, the bottom was solid. And that might be you today. You might be craving 
attention from other people. You might be getting tired of this, this, all this seclusion and social distancing. Look, I know we have to do it, but there is a way you can have hope when you reach to the bottom just like I did. You see, the Holy Spirit reached into the depths of my soul and rescued, rescued me from myself. And it was because of the power of the resurrection. This was only possible through Jesus' payment for my sin on the cross and victory over death through the resurrection. Folks, He can rescue you today. You can find hope in the power of the resurrection if you admit that you are a sinner. And if you confess your sins to God. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, the Bible says you will be saved. And then after that, you go and tell others about it. The, re- the message of the resurrection is to believe and to tell. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this service today. Lord, I don't know what you're doing through this, but I know that you are here. And so, dear Heavenly Father, if there's any one person here who has more questions, they want to make sure today that they can start over, that they can have the power of the resurrection as being a believer in Jesus Christ, that they are not sure today. May they pull up in their car right up to this place, and I will talk with them before they leave to make sure that they know. Or they can write in or correspond, whatever it takes, Lord. Let them know that you love them. And that you had a plan for them on this rainy day in this parking lot. Maybe there's somebody here that's just struggling. Let them remember the power of the resurrection is available to them right now. If they reach out to you. And I pray for our world today, Lord. I pray for our community. I pray for our leaders, Lord, as they try to keep us safe. Many have expressed even today their hope that this is going to go away in the next week or two. I don't know when it's going to go away. But Lord, I know that you're with us every day. So may you watch over us. And as we continue to meet and to to fellowship online and study your word and continue to be the church where we're at. May you bless those that need help today, Lord. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. God is good. Amen. All right. All right, here's how we're going to get you out of here. All right, we're going to start, uh, our guys are going to start letting people pull off from the front row and work your way out. If you have any offerings or gifts that you want to leave, if you just drive under the carport back there where the red truck is and, and Joe and all them, there's a box. You can just drop it in and on your way out. It's just right up there at the uh, overhang behind the church. So, uh, gentlemen, if y'all want to come out and start waving cars, uh, down here at the front, Jimmy's already there. Man in the yellow and white umbrella. Thank you, Jimmy. Y'all tell me how much you appreciate him on the way out, okay? Thank y'all, and we'll see y'all online, all right? Bye-bye.